0: The bishop wanted to make sure that you were willing to undergo persecution before he sent you out on a mission he would persecute you for the sake of the name. Now there are like a million different archdioceses and policies that prevent, sla- prevent me from slapping you today. For these liturgies, one, because they know you better, and two, because it's a little bit of a surprise for me. I like to to just be surprised when you can preach all the readings that I've given. And it was wonderful and also dangerous April to give me this gospel. Because we are going to get into this gospel. school is really hard and it's getting harder for our Catholic youth and we need to make sure they have all of the graces possible before we send them out into high school. Now, for those of you who are already in high school or beyond high school, I'll be talking a lot about high school but everything I'm saying also applies to the workplace or society in general. And I have to imagine the trends that I observed then have only continued. I went to a Catholic high school. It was run by the Catholic Church. It had the Eucharist and the chapel right in the middle of the campus. Nobody could explicitly say that they didn't like the faith. But with my peers, I picked up on the same trends that I picked up on in eighth grade in a Catholic school. I picked up on those same trends in a Catholic high school, even in a Catholic high school it was not popular to be very dedicated to the faith it was okay it was okay to be spiritual to be seen they do not listen to reason that they only believe in God because they want to feel good somehow that they're running from their fears that's a lie that's been around for centuries but somehow high schoolers still repeat it to each other interesting okay there's that. there's also the fact that we now have a significant disagreement about the human person right Christians will generally say the human person was created by God and so we have certain boundaries to ourselves Whereas society today is more likely to say we can create who we want to be. We're not bound by our creator or any identity given to us by God. We can can do whatever we want. And then there was also the, I guess I would call it a a libertarian tendency. And this is just typical of teenagers. How we treated our parents, it expanded to what we could do on the weekends, where we went on the weekends, and we parted on the weekends. It expanded to how we viewed sexuality and happiness. Right? I have to be absolutely free in order for me to be happy. Well, the problem with Christianity is that it has bounds on our freedom. It tells us that we have to do certain things. And so it was very unpopular, even in my Catholic high school, to claim Christianity. Because what I was claiming was that I am not going to do all of these things that prove that I am here. I'm not going to sneak out of my house. I'm not going to lie to my parents. I'm not going to drink on the weekends. I'm not going to do all of these things. Because I believed that there were rules from Jesus Christ that I had to follow. Very unpopular thing to do in my And as Christianity becomes more and more first part again because I think these are very powerful words from Jesus if the world hates you realize that it hated me first if you belonged to the world the world would love its own. but because you do not belong to the world and I have chosen you out of the world the world hates you if they persecuted me they will also my word they will also be yours and they will do all these things to you on account of my name because they do not know the one who sent me Jesus says if they persecuted me if they persecuted me my friends they persecuted him all the way to death our Lord is telling us by following him we will be rejected he's telling us that if we choose to be Christians we will not be gaining the whole world if we lose our soul. What's the point of that? The world can promise us so many things. It can promise us absolute freedom. It can promise us that we can do whatever we want whenever we want. values of our world today is absolute freedom. I have to be able to do whatever I want to do. And we're seeing that in the last couple of weeks with this discussion on masks, right? I have rights. You can't tell me what to do. I have to be able to do what I want to do. Right? It's the freedom I am free. You can't depend on my freedom. It's not a Republican versus Democratic issue. Every political conversation we've had for the last 60, 70 years, maybe even before that, has been about individual rights. Conversations about abortion around individual rights. Conversations about bathrooms around individual rights. Conversations about guns around individual rights. This is a value held by both sides of the political spectrum. I must be free. I must be allowed to do what I want to do in whatever realm I decided to. Do. This is a very deeply ingrained American value, a very deeply ingrained value that all Against Jesus Christ, because we follow Him. And what is the value of the cross? The value of the cross is thinking always about the other person first before we think about ourselves. That was not a fun experience. That was torture. That was literal torture. The Romans wanted Jesus to suffer publicly. Jesus was not thinking about himself when he was on the cross. He was thinking about you, and he was thinking about your salvation. And he was thinking about bringing humanity back into unity with God the Father. That's the value of a Christian. That's what we choose when we reject the values of the world. A Christian will think first about what is good for the other. A Christian will think first about what is necessary. And to take care of this other person that's the value of Christian and you can see why that would lead to rejection if you go around today in high school and society and you say freedom is not the most important thing
1: there are so many
0: things that are worth giving up our freedom for it sounds foreign nobody says it we should give up our freedom too nobody makes that value that we choose, no matter what it costs us, even if we go to the cross. My friends, confirmation does make you a soldier of Christ. But understand that being a soldier of Christ is not being militaristic. It's not picking up a sword. When Jesus went to the cross, he didn't fight back. That's not what he did. Being a soldier of Christ is going out into the world and saying, I am going to love I'm going to choose the good of this person in front of me first. That is what is on my heart. That is what is on my mind. That is bringing the gospel out of world. And it's hard. It is hard. All of us, we just want to belong. We just want to blend in. We want to do what everybody else is doing. But it's not what Christianity does. Thankfully, this is the second part of our. Is grace available to you? Again, the Archbishop, he changed the confirmation age because high school is hard. I think I've beat that dead horse at this point. High school is hard, and we should give you grace so that you can live well through it. Confirmation is a sacrament, and as Catholics, we believe that the sacraments have an effect. You are changed after you receive a sacrament. And no sacrament more than confirmation. Reconfigures your soul to be open to the Holy Spirit. It's a change that cannot be undone. God has called you to be a Christian in a difficult time. But God always gives you the grace necessary to live in the time that you're at. If you are living in a difficult time, you are given more grace It may be more grace than any generation before you has ever received. God wants to work miracles through you. He wants to preach the gospel through you. He wants to help you succeed now and throughout your entire life as a Christian who has chosen the values of Jesus Christ above all of things. So, if you are made a soldier of Christ, what are your weapons? Again, it's not about picking up a sword. They're listed in our first reading when the prophet Isaiah lists these gifts, which we now know are the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon me, which is to say, the Spirit of the Lord will rest upon you. A spirit and of understanding, a spirit of counsel and of strength, a spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and his delight, your delight, shall be fear of the Lord. These are the weapons that you need to be a Christian in the world today. You need a discerning spirit, you need to be able to look at the world and to ask the Lord what he wants you to do with wisdom and understanding. It's hard. There are so many voices on every side calling us to do all these different things. How will you know what to do? Well, you'll pray and you'll ask God. And the Holy Spirit dwelling in you will be reconfirmed today. Given the Holy Spirit in baptism, the Holy Spirit is reconfirmed today. The Holy Spirit dwelling in you will give you an answer. He will tell you where you're supposed to go, what you're supposed to do, what worries Give you strength. I constantly hear the things the Holy Spirit wants me to do and do not want to do them. They are hard, they are difficult, they are things that are just way more comfortable not to do. That's why he has to give me strength. Because it is not I who do them, it is the Spirit who does them. Easy to get none to God, we can treat God like a vending machine. I put in a coin, put in five minutes of prayer, and he needs to give me what I ask for, right? Or to treat God as somebody who condemns us, you know, somebody who's just constantly looking to say, you've done wrong, you've done wrong. Sometimes we treat God as somebody who's a little too nice, who's just like, oh, shh, do whatever you want, it's fine, I'm not God, whatever, I don't care. All of those are wrong. Fear of the Lord is approaching the Lord with the proper spirit, right, a spirit like the Holy Spirit, who is God himself, who teaches us who God is. We can go to the Lord with a spirit that says, this God loves me infinitely and completely, and that love will never go away, but this God is also so far behind me. It's a type of reverence. It's a type of fear that says, God loves me, and so I can go into his presence. But I'm still a little bit scared because it's God. That balance is really hard to strike. But the Holy Spirit will help you strike it. He will help you know who God truly is. And then, if you open yourself to the Holy Spirit, if you allow yourself to be a vessel of God working through you, if you allow God to work His miracles in the world by the grace He is giving you today, then you will fruits of the Holy Spirit in our second you will live a life that is full of love and joy and peace, of patience and kindness and generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. My friends, I went to a college where 10 years ago, the average starting salary was Receive an incredible grace. And if you open yourself to this grace, you will be happy. You will live the life that you want to live. You will see God working in your life and the lives of all those around you. And you will see this world change. Because God